I'm honored to receive this award, and I'm grateful for this opportunity to speak to you. This is a dinner speech, and the teacher in me wants you to know, as I proceed, how much more there is to come. So I offer you a menu for this banquet of words. I hope to whet your appetites with Moses, then offer a balanced main course, and for dessert, invite you into the pie of truth. On your table is a bookmark of related images. Appetizer, Moses and the Law. In the prayer space in my bedroom stands a small statue of Moses, which I found in a thrift store. This old high school teacher, of course, still has sticky tack and magic markers, which I used to craft his missing hand. Now Moses not only guards the law with one hand, but his new hand holds a walking staff to move into the future. The tablets of the law held by Moses' perfect hand are solid and form a tradition we can in this treasure. Add flames and you have the logo of CLSA. Today especially, we need that new staff to lead into a future, particularly when we see much of our world moving away from structure and institutions like the church. We need to lead God's people to the promised future of hope, Jeremiah 29:19. Do I have clear answers about how we will do this? No, but I trust us to discern together how to move forward within the law and lead God's people in right directions. Main course, balancing the scales of justice. As we discern the path to that future of hope, we need to reconcile opposites or perhaps realize they're not so opposite after all. We must balance values like the three pairs of goods we will consider this evening, tradition and innovation, justice and mercy, us and them. Dualism has plagued the thinking of our church at least since the Gnostic heresy in the second century. Belief that flesh is in conflict with spirit continues to war against the theology of incarnation. I call us tonight to move beyond dualism, avoiding an either-or mentality, while choosing to embrace a both-and perspective. Reverend Lawrence Wren was the fourth person to receive this Role of Law Award in 1976, 41 years ago. Ten years later, he wrote about the goods we need to balance in tribunal ministry. I use his ideas each year with my canon law students at the seminary. Last year, Wren's article was published anew in a free ebook. I experience those tensions not only in tribunal procedures, but also within us. With the hands of Moses, we already considered one pair of the goods to balance, which Wren names, tradition and innovation. It can be frightening to risk something new in our lives. I was a parish organist beginning in eighth grade, which before Vatican II, often meant singing solo, which scared me a lot at the time. During the first mass I played, I was so scared about singing a cappella that when the priest turned around from the altar and extended his hands, I sang Dominus Fobiscum. Startled, Father Anselm Boki jerked his gaze to the choir loft 
and sang in response, Ecum Spiritu Tuo, then quickly turned back to the altar while his whole chasuble shook as he tried to muffle his laughter. Over the years, I honestly forgot that moment of teenage embarrassment until Father Boki reminded everyone at the celebration of my Silver Jubilee as a Sister of Mercy in 1988, the year I went to study canon law. Moving into change can be frightening and embarrassing, but picture the tension between risking innovation and holding on to tradition evenly balanced in the scales of justice. From childhood, I paid attention to St. Thomas Aquinas because his feast day was celebrated on my birthday, March 7th. One of his teaching is virtus stat in medio, virtue stands in the middle. I think that applies to Wren's list and other tensions in our lives and our ministries. Consider mercy and justice, the theme of this convention. I'm frequently asked how I reconcile being a Sister of Mercy with being a Minister of Justice in our church. For some people, mercy and justice seem opposed. If justice involves only dispensing deserved punishment for wrongdoing, and if mercy means only pardoning earned punishment, those virtues would be in conflict. But we who follow Jesus and the Gospel do not make an either-or choice here we strive for both. If we relieve the suffering of a person who is poor with a sandwich from our soup kitchen, mercy, and without striving to correct the unjust social systems which cause the hunger, justice, we are neither merciful nor just. Mercy without justice can lead to dependency and entitlement, increasing the power of the giver over the one in need. Justice without mercy can lead to hardened hearts and cold, impersonal treatment of others. Virtue stands in the middle. In 2009, I was privileged to be part of a panel of six U.S. canonists at Santa Croce in Rome, presenting our experiences of penal law. Inspired by Wren's balancing of tensions, I described the role of promoter of justice as the responsibility to balance the rights of all those involved in a penal process, balancing justice and mercy. The third pair of goods I've chosen to consider tonight is us and them, which leads us to dessert. Dessert, the pie of truth. There are painful divisions today in our world, in our church, and even in this canon law society. Sometimes that results in an us-and-them dualistic mentality, where we, of course, are completely correct with God on our side, while they are totally wrong. Do you remember the harsh debate during our 2015 convention? Resolution 5 was proposed in response to the revised procedures for marriage cases, which had not yet even taken effect. Canonists I respect argued vehemently for both sides. What concerned me was the adversarial, defensive, fearful, and even disrespectful tenor of that debate. That experience leads me to offer tonight the pie of truth. During 20 years of teaching high school, I developed the image of the pie of truth 
to invite my students not to be so convinced of their own opinions that they could not hear truth in opposing views. What we see depends on where we stand. Picture a large pie cut into wedges of various sizes. Add to that image a small center circle toward which each piece of the pie is cut. Your perspective about anything is one slice of the pie. Tonight, I invite us to continue the perspectives of those opposed to our views. No matter how small your wedge of the pie may be, it touches a part of the core. Your slice of the pie, your perspective, offers a unique view of what is ultimate truth or wisdom or God. If I stand in my piece of the pie and look over at yours, your viewpoint is crooked or skewed. But if I'm secure enough in what I believe, I could accept the grace to leave my perspective and step over into your piece of the pie. Standing in your piece of the pie, I see more of the core of truth because I have added your perspective to my own. That is the gift of respectful dialogue. But it takes a lot of courage to risk stepping out of my beliefs, my convictions, my prejudices, and my biases and into your viewpoint. It takes God's grace. I sometimes close my mind to new truth, fearing the changes a new insight might cause in my life. We tend to resist change, to demonize the different, and to fear the new. It can be very challenging to allow even God's spirit to call me out of what is comfortable. We are told that Jesus came to comfort the afflicted, but Jesus also came to afflict the comfortable. Are we willing to leave our comfort zones? I hope so. In our appetizer tonight, the statue of Moses called us to respect tradition while risking innovation. The main course of this talk called us out of dualism as we balance tensions between goods such as justice and mercy. Now we're about to finish our dessert where we were called to move beyond the dualism of us and them. How about some dancing after dinner tonight? I have a small magnet I bought in a market in a poor township while visiting Mercy Missions in South Africa. It proclaims, hope is the ability to hear the music of the future. Faith is the courage to dance to it in the present. Often, hope calls us into a future that is not yet clear to us. When she responded to the music of the future she heard in prayer, Catherine McCauley did not want to start a religious order, but the structure of religious life proved to be the best way in 1831 Dublin for Catherine to answer God's call to serve those who are poor, those who are ill, and those who are uneducated, so she founded the Sisters of Mercy. We Sisters of Mercy take a fourth vow of service because of that call to ministry, which was at the core of Catherine's call to mercy. In the midst of ministry, Catherine McCauley instructed the early Sisters of Mercy that it is critical to stay focused on God who is the center just as it is important for us canonists to keep our focus on the Salasani Marum, Canon 1752. 
Catherine's exact words are, we have one solid comfort amid this little tripping about. Our hearts can always be in the same place, centered in God, for whom alone we go forward or stay back. As we prayerfully seek the music of hope for the future unfolding in our lives, our world, and our church, we are called to dance to that music right now in faith. Catherine McCauley liked to dance, which probably led to her words describing our daily lives as tripping about. As a musician as well as a canonist, I hear the divine music of the future calling us together more deeply into the center of the pie of truth. I pray that the divine lawgiver will grace each of us with enough humility that we will have the courage to step into the insight of each other so that, together, we will create a balance of justice and mercy in our ministries, so that we will behold more of God who is in our midst. Like the two hands of my little statue of Moses, balancing innovation and tradition, Catherine McCauley calls her followers to let our focus on God help us know when to go forward and when to stay back. As canonists, we're also called to balance innovation and tradition as we move forward, not dividing ourselves into us and them. As we leave this dinner, dancing into a future of hope, we have one solid comfort amidst this little tripping about. Our hearts can always be in the same place, centered in God, for whom alone we go forward or stay back. Thank you.